All right. So here we go. Romans 5, 1 through 11. You know, I, I was reminded as I read about this, uh, these verses this past week. Um, I was reminded of a time when I went to apply uh, for, for a job. And it was, it was a job that I knew I wasn't qualified for. It was, it was a good job, you know, that I, I really didn't deserve. But because I knew someone who put in a good word for me, I was hired. And he paid me as much as he was allowed to pay me. You know, and I was so thankful to be able to get my foot in the door you know, and, and, and started working for the Department of Nuclear Purchasing. You know, but, but that's not all. Not only was it a job at the time when I needed work, but it was that good paying job that I was needing at that point in my life. You know, it also had its medical benefits. You know, and, and I loved that job. I didn't mind going in at 5 o'clock in the morning, you know, and all of this, not because I was deserving, but because someone spoke for me, that spoke up for me. And because of that, I'm just so, so grateful. You know, this morning we're going to look at something very similar to the story that I just shared. You know, um, in the story of salvation, in this verse, we can see that it's more than that. We all know that we are saved by grace and that we don't receive the penalty that is due to us. And we know that we have an advocate who will stand up for us before that judge and we will be declared not guilty. And that is what justification means. Because we have trusted God we now stand as justified before God. No guilt is laid on us at all or any longer, for God died for our sins, for your sins, for my sins. And that justification is just one of the things that happens to us at the very moment that we accept Christ into our heart. That justification. You know, justification has its benefits. You know, Paul wrote in this passage in Romans about all the marvelous benefits that we receive from justification. Uh, all because we have taken the step to accept Christ. And as we look at these verses, Romans 1 through 11 today, I, I want us to just look and just rejoice in what we're reading and rejoice at the many blessings that God pours out to us in these verses. So you have your Bibles. Turn to Romans 5. I'm a, I don't have a new living translation at home. All I have is everything else but. So I pulled out my old reliable iPad who does have that new living translation. And I'm going to read out of there because it's very, very easy to understand, especially for me. <laughs> All right, so. The whole title of this chapter is Faith Brings Joy. In verse 1, it says, Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace. 
peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. And because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of this undeserved privilege where we now stand and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. And we can rejoice, too, when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance, and endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confidence, uh, a hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment. For we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. And when we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, he will certainly save us from God's condemnation. For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son while we were still his enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. So now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God. Oh, I remember when leading worship in Indiana, Oh, we used to love to sing that song, I am a friend of God, over and over, because there is so, so much truth. So if we run down through these verses, and I want to let y'all know, disclaimer here, y'all didn't finish at 1012, y'all finished at 1022. So we're going to go here. It says, we have been justified by faith. We see that in, in the first uh, verse that we have there. We have been justified. It is only when we go to the cross and, and that we find salvation that we can ever hope to have that peace with God. You know, and when we come to have that peace with God that he talks about here at the beginning, and, and, and then and only then can we find the peace of God. The peace that, in his word, says, surpasses all understanding. And all of that comes through the salvation that we have through Jesus Christ as a sacrifice for, for us. In, in verse 2, it says here, it says, I use this because it got bigger letters. Okay, there we go. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand and we confidently and joyfully look 
forward to sharing God's glory. You know, that, that is something that I just enjoy so, so much when God gives me the opportunity to share his glory with someone else. I, I, I just love hearing their story. And I just love just inviting them to receive Christ and telling them how Christ himself and only through Christ that they can find the peace that they so much desire. You see, because of our faith, God has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand. I reminded back in, I think it was 1989, um, I used to watch the Astro then, Lisa, so don't, don't be mad at me. But um, it was the 10th month. That's January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October. <laughs> October. I never memorized that because I can always look it up. It, it was October the 6th, 1986. Um, the Astros had this pitcher that was amazing. His name was Mike Scott. And then this was the, the first game of the series of the, the National League um, Championship Series. And so Mike Scott was going to pitch, and so many people wanted to go that the game sold out within minutes. And this was at the old Astrodome. And then I remember my brother saying that he was going because he was going to do security for one of the city council members who had a skybox. And then he asked me, do you want to go? I said, yeah, but I don't have a ticket. And he goes, well, I don't think you need a ticket. And I'm thinking, this is a championship game, and I don't need a ticket? I remember we got there, and he got to park really close to the Astrodome. We went through this special highway. To, took, that took us to an elevator that took us to the skyboxes. But before we got on the elevator, there was a big man there. And uh, he's like, do y'all have your tickets? And then my brother said, you know, we are here to be security for this councilman. And he goes, okay. He told me that you would be here. Who is this? <laughs> <laughs> and then my brother looked at him. Oh, he's with me. He, he's my brother. He's with me. He's all right. He's good. And I was thinking for, that that guy was going to say, it don't matter. I don't care. He's got to go out. But he said, come on in because you're with him. And I was able to be there the day that Mike Scott struck out 14 batters. And the place was just so, so loud. And I got to witness that. I got to witness the game that I didn't deserve because I didn't have the tickets to get in. But I got to witness that mighty and awesome game because of someone who stood up for me and said, he's with me. He's with me. Verse 30 says, we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance have any of y'all ever been through problems in trial? It seems like we kind of live in there. Don't we? Billy is like, oh, no. <laughs> no. 
You know, and sometimes we go through these seasons that seems to be very long. And even as believers, we struggle through those seasons. But his word tells us to rejoice during this time. Is that easy? Oh, no, it's not easy. I was talking actually to Billy this past week, I believe, and I was telling her, I said, it finally hit me when we talk about choose joy. Because there are so many things around you that can just pull you down and drag you down, and they just wear you out. But we are to choose joy. And what do you do when you choose joy? Sometimes we eat, you know, have some chocolate. Sometimes we just sing praises to the Lord. Sometimes we just talk to him because we want to rejoice during this time. And we want to develop that endurance. And that endurance develops strength of character. And that character strengthens our confident Hope of salvation. You know, sometimes we don't see when that, that, that endurance is leading to that strength of character because we're still going through some pain in there. But those around us see that. They see that you are pulling through this. They know everything that's going on, but yet you are choosing joy. And you are rejoicing during this storm. And through that rejoicing, it develops that strength of character. And then that strength of character comes along and, and gives us a confident hope of salvation. And we make it through another storm. And then we're able to persevere and continue to move on. And, and verse 5 says, and this hope will not lead to disappointment. For we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with love. He has given us that Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with love. Holy Spirit knows already what to do. We got to do our part in, in, in rejoicing through the tough times. We have to do the, our part in seeking God through that. Do a part in just singing out loud and talking to him with a smile on your face. And then, because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with this love. We continue to move on. We continue to take another step. Verse 6 says, when we, utter, when we were utterly helpless, oh, Lord, I remember those days, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. I kept reading that verse where it says, at just the right time. Then I was reminded about the, the other verses that say there has been an appointed time for each one of us. 
So we come to Christ at just the right time. And verse 7 says, now most people would not be willing to die for an upright person. Though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. I don't know anybody who would give their life for me. Maybe my mama. That'd be it. Because I'm her favorite. But you know, there is so much truth in this. Verse 8 says, but God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. You were still acting a fool, but he loves you anyhow. You're still sinning like crazy, but he loves you anyhow. And he knows he has some work to do in you, but the time is coming when you too would know who he is. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die while we were still sinners. Y'all remember that verse, John 3, 16, the first verse I ever memorized? In Sunday school class, the same Sunday school class that I became banned in because I would make the Sunday school teacher cry, you know. But I memorized John 3, 16. He tells us here, and she was my aunt, I'm just telling you. And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, he will certainly save us from God's condemnation. Oh, there's been some people and even some pastors that just that think I'm crazy. I had a, a guy at a, at a church, in my father-in-law's church, that said I shouldn't make people laugh in my sermon. I said, really? I said, I bet you Jesus laughed that loud. I said, that I bet you there was many times that he laughed. Because he tells us that laughter is good medicine. And he didn't say nothing. But he was always trying to find something to stomp me with. And I remember looking at him. I reminded him also and told him, you know, and his word tells me that I have been made right in him. <laughs> I have been made right in him. Verse 10 says, for since our fellowship with God was restored by the death of his son, while we were still enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. Oh, I, I have met so many people that after sharing Christ with them, they feel they're not good enough. They feel like they, they still have to do a lot of cleaning up. And then I always tell them, you know what? You keep thinking that you're not good enough. You're not going to be good enough. You keep holding on to those, those sins that just draw you away. Guess what? You're not going to get to where you desire to go. And so you got to have faith in God. You have to have trust in him. For sins are friendship with God was restored by the death of his son while we were still enemies we will certainly be saved through the life 
of his son. You know, those same people that tell me that they, they have to clean themselves up. I say, you can clean yourself up, but that's not going to last. You got to let the, let the Lord clean you up. Because then he'll show you what to do now. He'll show you how to redecorate the living room of your heart. And the way he does it, everybody steps back and like, whoa. Just like Donnie here, like, whoa. But, you know, that's how much he loves us, that he wants us to spend time with him forever. And that means forever. You know, when we die here on earth, we're still alive in heaven or hell. Forever. Forever. So now verse 11 says this. So now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God. We can rejoice. That didn't hit me to later on in life because in high school I was a Christian. But I wasn't rejoicing loud enough that those around me would know. As a matter of fact, I wouldn't tell people. When people would come to me and say, Joe, are you a Christian? They saw something different. Here's what I do to look around. Yeah. As if, as if I was embarrassed to tell them that because of what Jesus Christ did for me, I am a friend of God. You know, many times we encounter the same thing, but it is time now for us to just stand bold to those around us, those that, that seem to be enemies of God. It is time for us to stand bold and say, you know what? As God's child, I'm going to stand up for what's right, even if it's not popular, but it's right in the eyes of God, who I will spend eternity with. It might not be popular here, mm. but God's power will get us through all of that. And we might find ourselves in this endurance again. <laughs> and we start again the cycle, letting it build that character in us, letting it do what it does in order for us to get right through that storm again, and we continue. See, the life, and I'm going to work this this way. The life of a true Christian is not easy. Oh, Lord, it's not easy. We face so many enemies, people that we don't even know that, say, that are enemies. Because of their belief or disbelief in Jesus Christ. See, Jesus is not talking, God is not talking here enemy as, you know, you're a, a rival, you, you're, you're the one that we're going to kill or anything. But he's talking about the enemy because that, they are separate from who we are as his followers. Now, saying this, God wants us, those enemies, he wants us to share that grace with them. And show them that they too 
can have that confidence, that hope in Jesus Christ that you have. When I'm able to lead a person to Christ, I always, always tell them. I said, man, I want you to know this. I'm going to be honest. Your life most likely will become more complicated. <laughs> Things will get difficult. But you are not alone. You have someone to go to. You have someone to cry to. You have someone who is there for you and wants to love you because his father said that we are a friend of God. You know, many of you know people that need Christ. You know, th this season, th there's that song, It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year. I, I love that song. But that's not always the case for many people out there. Sometimes life is tough. And sometimes they're going through struggles that they really don't understand because they are without Christ. And it's during these times here that we are able to say with all confidence, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And believe in what we say. We say it with a smile. And, and our, our house is always decorated very simple because I'm scared to climb up on the roof now. It's real tough. But our main center decoration of our house is the manger scene. Right there outside. And I always put a flood light on that because I want that to be the brightest. So people that drive by or walk by, or say, they are believers. There were some older ladies walking by um, yesterday. They actually scared me because I was unloading the truck, and I hear talking, and I'm like, oh. But as they walked by, they looked at the manger scene, they stopped. They took a picture, and they said, oh, I love that. I love that. I'm hoping that one day somebody stops and ask me, can you tell me more about that? Can you tell me more about that scene? And I'm going to say, man, I am more than happy to tell you about my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who was given as a sacrifice so that one day I can be in that mansion that he talks about where he says, I go and prepare for you, a mansion. My mansion has many rooms. One of those rooms is going to be a, a wood shop because I love woodworking. Another one's going to be where I keep all my cars. That probably won't happen, but I'll keep all my chariots up there. <laughs> but y'all know what I mean. We are going to be with him in his home. He's adopted us into that home to spend eternity with him. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we come to you, Lord. Just giving you thanks so much, Father, for all the love that you have for us, Lord. The love, Father, that is really, as these verses say, Lord, just so undeserved, Father. But because of you, Lord, you stepping in for us, Father, 
you saying that he's with me when he comes to that judgment throne, Father. And our names is found in that book of life, Father. Those are the days that we are looking forward to, Father. When you say, Job well done, my good and faithful servant. Thank you, Lord, for the days that we have here on, on earth, Father. I pray that we use these days wisely, Father, in just reflecting your grace and your love to those that need to hear the message of Jesus Christ, Father. I, I pray, Father, that you give us the words, Father. Lord, I remember the first time that I shared Christ. I was amazed. I'm like, wow, I didn't know I could say that. But I understood that it was you that spoke through me, Father. Thank you, Lord, for all that you do, Lord. And that you'll continue to do, Father, in our lives, Father, to share the gospel of Jesus Christ to all of those around. Amen. Amen. So y'all stand up. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' love and righteousness.